IndyCar fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. Welcome to this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy, presented by High V. We are proud and honored to bring High V to the show as the presenting sponsor of Pit Pass Indy. We will continue to cover the entire NTT IndyCar Series community, and our new partners at High V will help us tell those stories. High V is proud to be the sponsor of the High V IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa Speedway as IndyCar returns to the fastest short track on the planet, July 21 to 23. 2023. It promises to be the biggest weekend of the summer with two races on the 0.875 mile Iowa Speedway Oval and four of the biggest names in entertainment performing before and after each race. American Idol winner and multimedia superstar Carrie Underwood will kick off the High V IndyCar Race Weekend with a performance prior to Saturday's NTT IndyCar Series race, the High V Homefront 250, presented by Instacart on Saturday, July 22nd. Country music icon and six time Grammy Award nominee Kenny Chesney will perform following Saturday's High V IndyCar Race Weekend NTT IndyCar Series race. The action continues the following day with another full IndyCar Series race, the High V One Step 250, presented by Gatorade. Three-time Grammy Award winner and country music power group Zach Brown Band will perform prior to the race on Sunday, July 23rd. British singer-songwriter and global chart-topping artist Ed Sheeran will wrap up High V IndyCar Race Weekend with a performance following Sunday's IndyCar Race on July 23rd. For tickets, fans can visit highvindycarweekend.com or call the ticket office at 641-417-6007 Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Although the High V IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa Speedway promises to be the highlight of the summer, race over to your local High V throughout the year. High V, where there's a helpful smile in every aisle. Pit Pass Indy presented by High V was at Iowa Speedway, where eight different IndyCar Series teams and 20 different drivers tested at the 0.875 mile short oval on Wednesday, June 21st. This weekend, it's off to the Mid Ohio Sports Car Course for the Honda Indy 200 at Mid Ohio on July 2nd. Alex Palou of Chip Ganassi Racing takes a 74-point lead in the championship race over his teammate Marcus Erickson as the series heads to Mid-Ohio. 
Pillow was one of the 20 drivers that tested at Iowa Speedway on June 21 as he prepares for the big weekend on July 22nd and 23rd. He was fourth fastest during the June 21st test with a lap at 172.236 miles per hour in the number 10 Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing. I caught up with the hottest driver in the NTT IndyCar Series for this exclusive interview for Pit Pass Indy, presented by High V, where there's a helpful smile in every aisle. The fact there's 20 cars here for a test kind of shows how important this race weekend yeah. is. So from your standpoint, with a 74-point lead, there'll be a couple of races between now and Iowa, but it's got to show how important this is that all four of the Ganassi's are here. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. And for us, it's, uh, for everybody, it's a big weekend with a double race. Um, we didn't really perform as we wanted last year, so it's good for us to have a full day here with four cars and also... 15 other cars on track because that makes you able to compare to everybody else and not feel that you're better than you are. It's one thing to have a double header. It's another thing to have a double header in what might be the hottest race weekend of yeah. the year. So when you combine the two, is it really a battle of survival of the fittest? Yeah, honestly, it's it's tough for everybody, for the teams, for the mechanics, the engineers, but also for the drivers. It's a bumpy track. It's a fast track. You don't really have much time to rest, and it's crazy hot. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, try and hydrate as much as possible ahead of the weekend. Iowa remind you of anywhere in Spain. Honestly, the how it looks, um, it looks really close to my hometown because I'm living in like the middle of nowhere as well, like 30 minutes away from Barcelona, um, and it looks really similar with the corn. Um, like we have a lot of corn around my house and stuff. So yeah, they do grow corn in Spain. Oh yeah, oh, we do. They native to North America. No, no, we do. We do a lot. Okay, so the fact that here it is, the heartland. Do you have an appreciation for what this type of track means to the grassroots fans? Oh yeah, I mean, I I think it's great. Um, we we always try and deliver a really good show here, and especially this track uh, gives something back to the fans that uh, give us uh, so much. But yeah. I think it's a great event. I wish it was just like 20 degrees a bit uh, colder uh, just to help ourselves. But um, yeah, uh, we'll try and have a good result. And the fact that you're on such a good roll. You've got to keep it up in mid-Ohio. Then you're sure. going to have to do it at Toronto. Then you get a chance to, to show Yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, as you said, we still have... Uh, those two races, um, which is with both are tough, uh, a tight and short uh, road course, and then uh, Toronto, that it's always a crazy street course. So, yeah, uh, we'll try and keep on a roll uh, heading into Iowa. And last one for me, does the patchwork of tires seem curious to you that you're using here? It's like five different sets. Of yeah, that doesn't help. Um, the only good thing is that it's the same for everybody. Uh, at least that's what we know. Um, but yeah, it's not ideal. I mean, we're going to be... We tested this morning with uh, Indy 500 tires. Now we're 
with the old tires from last year. Um, and the last set is going to be the precious last set of the 23 tires. And you don't know if the car is going to go one direction or the other. It's going to stay. So uh, it's tough. I wish it was um, it was the 23 tires, but it is what it is. So save the golden set for the last. For the last, and then it starts raining or something. You'll yeah. see. <laughs> Colton Herto of Andretti Autosport was the fastest driver in the all-day test session as he turned the most laps in the test with 292 in the number 26 Gainbridge Honda. Herta's fastest unofficial speed was 175.008 miles per hour around the .875 mile short oval. That was over two miles per hour faster than the second fastest three-time Iowa Speedway winner, Ryan Hunter-Ray. Here's what Herta had to say about his test. Fastest of the day doesn't really matter because it's a test, but it's got to be something you got to feel good about. What yeah. did you learn today? Um, the, the car is good. I was happy with how everything went. Uh, we got through the program. And, um, and yeah, we, we started off with a pretty good car, and we just kept making it better. So I'm happy with the end result, and we should have some uh, good stuff to go off of when we come back here. This afternoon was so much hotter than this morning. That's got to give you a little bit of a good idea what it'll be like in the heat. Yeah, for sure. It'll Yeah, it changed the balance, obviously, but we'll know what, what happens now. With 20 cars on the track, Firestone brought three different sets of tires. Each team got one set of the tires from this year's 107th Indianapolis 500, three sets of the Iowa tires from 2022, and one set of the 2023 Iowa tires. Herta was among several drivers that would have preferred to have had the 2023 Iowa tire for the entire test. Yeah, it's terrible. It's not... It really throws us off when we put one set on and then the balance completely shifts on another set. So it's it's not ideal for us. But the, how did the 2023s feel? Um, similar, similar to 2022. I wouldn't expect to, anything too different. Okay, thank you. Ed Carpenter was back in the cockpit of the number 33 Chevrolet. The owner-driver at Ed Carpenter Racing competes on the ovals on the schedule, and the Hy-V IndyCar Race Weekend will be his third and fourth races of the season. Carpenter was 14th fastest with a fast lap of 169.827 miles per hour. Ryan Hunter Ray was also at the test for ECR and was the second fastest at 173.004 miles per hour in the number 20 Chevrolet. I caught up with both drivers after the test. The test, how it went, I know it was probably challenging with three different sets of tires, but you had some good speed. How did it go for you? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a productive day. I mean, it, you know, we tested here last year, and it was kind of the same sort of thing. We ran a Speedway tire and, and an Iowa tire. So, um, you know, we I guess it wasn't the first time we'd done that, so we had some reference. But I thought it was productive. You know, it's. I was glad that it was sunny and hot just because, you know, it could be warmer than this, but I don't think track temp will be all that much different. So I think we got a pretty representative day to run uh, that'll be beneficial for when we come back. So... You know, still some things we need to fully improve on, but, 
you know, at the same time, I do think we've found a couple things that are going to help us relative to last year. So, you know, the big question is Joseph and Joseph's not here. Pato's not here. And they've been the quickest guys around this joint. So we'll see what they have when they come back. What do you think the race will be like? It'll be the same as last year. You know, it'll it's tired egg, tired egg, yeah, both lanes. You know, whoever you know, you need speed early, but at the same time, you know, you you can make a lot of ground the last 20 laps of a stint if your car hangs on. So, um, but yeah, I think I thought this was probably one of the most exciting races last year, both of them, and I think that'll be the case again this year. And how's the new guy working out? It's going okay. You know, still get still getting to know each other a little bit, but. Um, no, it's been good. It's been good having Ryan on board, and you know, just he's got a lot of experience at, at different teams, and you know, it's 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 fun and interesting to you know to learn about some of that, and you know, also for him just to to see what we've been doing, how we've been doing it, and you know, hopefully, hopefully we all get better here. But yeah, I thought all all things considered, I thought today was a pretty good day. And for you, you were up toward the pointy end of the stick speed-wise, even though it's a test. Yeah. Uh, so it's still good. Hadn't been here in three years, and it was, uh, it was, a, it was a productive day. Um, you know, we made the car better throughout the entire day, even when it got hotter. We know our weaknesses, and we know where we need to improve. Um, so I got a good feel for the track. Uh, just seems, you know, every year we've come back to Iowa, it kind of races a little bit slower, a little bit slower, more and more tire dig. But... Um, that doesn't mean it can't be a fun race. You know, when it, when it gets to be that difficult, it becomes fun. And, uh, you know, because you've done so well here, you said to me last week, you used to be really good here, you know, back in the Andretti days. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you know how to get around this place, and it's a matter that your experience level can really help, you know, yeah. catch up to the front. Yeah, it's one of my favorite racetracks, always has been. And, um, you know, I, I love it when we get into a big group and start mixing it up, especially when you have a car that you can kind of that, that's somewhat predictable. And that's what we're trying to do is just yeah. get get a predictable car out of me uh, with no surprises, and um, and we should have a good good day from there. But yeah, the car's got speed in it; it's got a good race pace. And finally, uh, listening to you on the radio last week, it seems like you have a lot of confidence in your ability to, even though it's a new team, to kind of tell them what they need to do and what you need to do to improve the whole product. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been great working with them. Like I said, Road America was a test session for us. This is another test. And, um, you know, I already, I already see some, some good, good areas that, we're, that we're, we're, we're progressing on. And like I said, it's going to be, uh, it's gonna be um, this, is, this is big picture stuff. This isn't uh, a fix next week. Well, because of big picture, you feel like you're here for the duration? Um, you know, I, it's kind of whatever, you know, what, what I feel like I want to do. And um, we'll, we'll see where we go. I, I love working with this team. And yeah. it's, um, it's, it's, a great, uh, it's a great opportunity to, to head in the right direction. Thank you. Thanks, Bruce. See you, man. See you. Graham Rahal of Rahal Letterman Lanigan Racing believes the high V IndyCar race weekend is very important, as he tells me in this interview for Pit Pass Indy, presented by High V. Yes, there's a lot of cars here, that's for sure. I was surprised yesterday when we flew here, I was talking to the boys and I said, Oh, how many cars are here? Like six, seven? And they were like twenty. And I was like, wait, how do twenty cars have test days left? That was my first thought. But, uh, you know, here we are, and it's really good for us because you got Ganassi here, you got Andretti here, you've got Carpenter here, you've got guys who have been very fast here. So, um, they're good, good judges to to know where we're at. How important is it for you and your team because of that logo right there? I don't think I have to tell you how important this race is. There's a reason we test here and not Road America, right? Uh, both of them have been valuable, but Hy-V is 
they are everything to this sport right now. They're everything to our team, um, to this race. To I hope to everybody that's an Iowa Speedway fan, they understand just how much Hy-Vee puts into this. Uh, I, you know, I'll go out and say it. I do not think this track would exist any longer if it were not for Hy-Vee. And so, uh, you know, I know we've got good ticket sales and everything so far, but I strongly, strongly advise and urge anybody, anybody that's around here to come out and support this event because it's a huge, huge deal. And for our team, it's clearly super important to do well here. Very, very important. I mean, you know, the one thing we had dinner with Randy and Aaron and Jeremy and Donna, Matt, Anna, everybody from Hy-Vee last night, and when they do something, they flat out, they do it right, period. And, um, you know, we were talking last night. I mean, with the concerts, with the acts that they have on top of a doubleheader race weekend, if you went to any of those concerts, uh, you're probably going to be paying the price of what this ticket is for all weekend. And how do you get that many more people in this place is by bringing in all this temporary seating. And so you look at what's in turn one and two, three and four, but also now what's going on in the infield, I mean, it's spectacular. I mean, it's spectacular. We've not seen anything like this outside of the Indy 500, and so uh, it's uh, it's special to uh, yeah, to be a part of it. And as our team being the, the main high V team and everything, this is a really big one for us. Has this become the biggest Indy car race of the summer? I think from a fan perspective, you look at the look at the demand. You know, I had a few of my technicians at my performance facility in Indy call me the other day, begging me to help them get camping because it was already sold out forever ago and and rv parking was sold out and they were just trying to find a way to get in here so um i think there's no doubt about it it's becoming the one of the summer to go to let's just hope it's not 120 degrees for the fans and they can uh, they can enjoy it a little more but i mean it's spectacular i mean you guys all see it everybody you all know it every driver here knows that this is definitely outside the indy 500 this is a huge one We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck... Whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. 
Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or for household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Welcome back to Pit Pass Indy presented by Hy-V. Michael Montry is the president of the Hy-V IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa Speedway and IndyCar Vice President of Promoter Relations. Montry was also president of the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix the first weekend in June before his team headed to Iowa to begin preparations for IndyCar's doubleheader weekend at Iowa in July. Montry tells me the details of staging the biggest race of the summer on the NTT IndyCar Series schedule in this exclusive interview for Pit Pass Indy presented by Hy-V. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy presented by Hy-V is Hy-V IndyCar Race Weekend President and Vice President Promoter Relations at IndyCar, Michael Montry. Michael, it's a testing day at Iowa Speedway. Uh, on June 21st, you had 20 cars here with eight different teams. Firestone didn't expect that many teams when they set up for the test, so they had to do a quick patchwork of getting different tire brands together and all that. But I think what that proves is how important the upcoming High V IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa is going to be for the NTT IndyCar Series. No doubt. I mean, I think, uh, f- first of all, <laughs> what Hy-Vee is investing here in structures is amazing. Um, even a month out now, you can see a lot of the temporary suite structures going up and it just gets everybody in the mood. It's exciting. But, you know, it, it's an important weekend. It's a doubleheader weekend, right? It's a double points weekend. Um, and, you know, there aren't any more of those on the calendar. Uh, even the Indy 500 was a single points weekend this year. So, this is the only double points weekend on the calendar. It's two races and uh, certainly important for all the teams to get it right. In a lot of ways, I believe with the entertainment package you have here for the spectators, the ticket value that goes with the four huge names in entertainment along with two full races on Saturday and on Sunday, that this has the makings of being the biggest IndyCar race weekend of the summer. There's no doubt. I mean, if you just look at the performers that are going to be here, included with your race ticket, it's not an additional charge at all. You get Carrie Underwood, you get Kenny Chesney, that's Saturday, right? Sunday, you get Zach Brown Band and you get Ed Sheeran. Those are all headline performers across their tours this summer. Um, we're thrilled to have them with the support of Hy-Vee, of course. And, uh, and it's, it's going to be a great show both days. It's just going to be amazing. But of course, the main attraction both days is the NTT IndyCar Series with full races on both. They're both sponsored by Hy-Vee. And when you see the amount of points, it's like uh, one of the drivers said earlier today, minimum of 100 points are available in one weekend. Makes it a very pivotal weekend to determine who wins the IndyCar Series championship. Yeah, no doubt. And, and we're getting really to the to the to the point in the season where you got to, you got to make your move. Right. And, and it's a good weekend to do it here with double points. Like you said, um, with the number of races that are going to be remaining here when they get here, um, it's really the start of the final push of the season toward the finale. So, um, it's going to be exciting. It's a very important weekend. Although this is the second straight high V IndyCar race week at Iowa Speedway, 
for you, it's the third time that you've run a race at Iowa Speedway. We go back to the 2020 season when Penske Entertainment rented out Iowa Speedway to be able to put on a race in front of limited spectators because at that time, the COVID pandemic had created uh, big time crowd limitations. That was a bit of a challenge. How important was that race to be able to pull off to guarantee that IndyCar would be able to have a full season in 2020? Yeah, it was it was huge. I was just joking with somebody the other day. Uh, Meryl Kane and I were out here running that thing that year and uh, totally different uh, mentality than we have going into the 2023 event. All right. I mean, we wanted a limited number of people here. We wanted to space people out. And uh, of course, going into this weekend, we're trying to cram as many people <laughs> here as we can, building additional grandstands and additional suites. And uh, we're going to fill the place up, so it'll be great. But for 2020, it, it was a huge uh, win for us here. Um, the state of Iowa welcomed, uh, welcomed us with open arms. We couldn't race in a lot of other markets, as you're aware. Um, our race in Detroit, we couldn't race on the temporary street circuit in Detroit. But we're able to come here, get two races in that year, um, two very entertaining races. It all worked out really well. And um, and we went through that year. We learned a lot of things, you know, a lot of fortitude about how to put events on and how to make them work in a challenging environment. We were scanning everybody that walked in this place, actually, while they were still in their cars, uh, taking their temperatures. I mean, just all the stuff everyone was doing during COVID uh, to make it work. So um, really, really, really proud of the entire team that uh, that helped us put that on. And Iowa, of course, uh, the state and the Speedway here, great hosts and uh, a great help to making that happen. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe in 2020, you were limited to 7,000 fans per each of the two races. It was it was based on a, a, um, a uh, distance between spectators or groups. And really what it came down to was it was about a fifth of the grandstand. So it was about 5,000 people. And then by comparison, how many people do you expect to host here in July when the high V IndyCar race weekend is held? Yeah, the, the capacity we want to we're gonna fill the place to the brim. So not only are we gonna have the full, you know, grandstands, we have additional grandstands that we built, and then High V, of course, built all the additional suite structures. So we'll have we'll have fifty thousand people here a day, most likely. And when you compare that to what you had to do in 2020, I mean, that's a remarkable difference. But it also shows the appetite that Iowa sports fans have to see a big event come to their state. And how much pride do you feel the people of Iowa have for this race event? They've always been so welcoming to our series here. Uh, IndyCars race so well on this circuit. They are now, uh, unfortunately, um, down to one race a year other than IndyCar uh, with the ARCA series coming. So they really welcome us. Uh, IndyCars run so well here. We've been great partners with the Speedway here, Tyler Clement and Pat Warren and everybody from NASCAR that helps us out during this weekend. Um, it, it's, it's a very, very welcoming environment. There aren't, as I think everyone knows, any real professional sports teams in Iowa. So you have, you know, all the college teams and then you have the big events and we're one of those big events and, and we're, we're proud to be uh, one of those events and proud to be here in Iowa. And the advantage there is when you bring the, the big show to town, uh, a lot of people come out. Um, there'll be a lot of, can't quite announce them yet, but a lot of local celebrities that will be out at this one um, in a couple weeks here. And, um, and we'll, We'll, we'll have a lot of fun, that's for sure. Now, there was no IndyCar race at Iowa Speedway in 2021 because there was no promoter to make to do the event. However, 
the behind the scenes working that was going on between the Iowa governor and Hy-Vee and Roger Penske to bring Iowa Speedway back, how vital of a year was 2021 when you announced that deal? I believe it was in August of 2021 that the big Hy-Vee IndyCar race weekend concept. Well, 2020 was the start of that, really. I mean, you know, um, we ran here in 2020 and uh, one of the uh, Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan sponsors did business with Hy-Vee. So they had Hy-Vee on the car here in 2020 and that was the start of it. So they ran here in 2020, loved the sport, um, loved the speedway. And then when we didn't come back in 2021, wasn't on the schedule, uh, they took notice and they talked to the governor and governor, you know, was in support of bringing IndyCar back to Iowa. Uh, Hy-Vee wanted IndyCar back in Iowa. And of course, uh, Hy-Vee has jumped in in a big way. Of course, they're a title sponsor, as you know, on Christian Lungard's car with Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan. They, of course, support this event and really make it happen. Um, so it, it, that 2020 event that you mentioned was kind of the start of Hy-Vee's um, involvement in the sport. So it was a crucial, crucial event for the series from that respect. I mean, IV has been such a great supporter of the series um, since 2020. It's been amazing. Not only does IV invest monetarily, but they also invest with their senior leadership. You see a lot of IV upper management people that are out at Iowa Speedway to help run and conduct the event. And how valuable is that to be able to have them as an asset? It's huge. I mean, they have a ton of ton of local uh, workforce that can come out and help volunteers, um, you know, all of their corporate partners and retail partners that, you know, uh, they sell their brands in Hy-Vee stores come out and support the event. Um, it's, it's been really a great relationship. The upper management of Hy-Vee has been so supportive. And I can tell you that uh, from the jump with Hy-Vee, it was really, it was really interesting and noticeable how alike Penske Corporation and Hy-Vee are. Um, we've worked well together. Uh, they've been great partners. And um, we look, we, we wouldn't be here without Hy-Vee. And the driving force between the Hy-Vee relationship is the former CEO of Hy-Vee, Randy Edeker. He's now a chairman at Hy-Vee. How important is it to be able to have his vision and foresight and, frankly, the work ethic that he provides to be able to make this thing happen? Well, there's no doubt Randy uh, really is the, the the lead force internally at Hy-Vee uh, and motivates his team to make it all happen and really motivates all of us to make it all happen. But it was his vision for sure to make this place look like it did last year with the temporary suites in turn one, temporary suites in turn four, um, a lot of those temporary suites for Hy-Vee's own employees and the rest of them for the Hy-Vee, you know, their main partners on the retail side. So it's been his vision all along to make this place what it looks like uh, for race weekend. And I can tell you for 2023, um, it's going to look even better than it did in 2022. It's just amazing what Randy and his entire team does uh, across the entire company. And then, you know, again, uh, their vision as well. And Randy's to bring uh, the level of talent to this weekend. It's really it's really a weekend that that is unmatched on any other part of the calendar uh, on the NTT IndyCar Series schedule. What has the demand been for tickets for the second Hy-Vee IndyCar race weekend compared to the first? They've been great. And um, I'll tell you uh, that we're up year over year in both uh, revenue and in uh, number of tickets sold uh, for each day so far. 
Um, you know, we have, we have tickets available still, so, you know, make sure you get yours. Um, but, but they're, they're going fast. And, and again, we're ahead of last year at this time. So going really well. Now, what's really cool about it is you get a whole lot of new fans out, right? Some people come for just the concerts. Some people come for just the race, but those who come for each of those unique perspectives enjoy the other part of the weekend. And for us to gather new, uh, new fans and new people, new eyeballs to the IndyCar series is a, is a huge positive. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. Welcome back to Pit Pass Indy. Here's the rest of my exclusive interview with Michael Montry, the president of the High V IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. A couple of weeks ago, you were running the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix on a new race course in downtown Detroit. It had its own challenges being able to let the city continue to operate with the streets being open while also taking over part of the city streets to have a race course. So you only had how much time off between when you closed the books on that race and got ready to come out here in Iowa? How much time did you have to take a breath and collect your thoughts? <laughs> Not much. We've been working on this one, though. I mean, it's it's with the time on the calendar uh, being so close. It's, you know, six weeks or so after Detroit. We've been preparing for this for a while. And Ann Fishgrun is a general manager here. She does a great job. And she's been working with her team on this for a long time. Uh, we bring some folks over from my team in Detroit uh, to help as well. Um, we're all here this week, um, just just getting you know getting going here. Um, but the planning has started a long time, so I don't know if I can say that you know we can compartmentalize them uh, exactly like that. They kind of all blend together and they overlap. Uh, we certainly put it into high gear here, though. But um, not much time. You know, we got out of Detroit, went to Road America, uh, came here on Monday after Road America, and here we are. So, Are any of the assets used for both events, uh, such as the temporary suites? Yeah, no, that's a great question. The, the, actually, the, the same uh, structure that uh, is, is in Iowa here uh, in turn one, those double-decker suite structures, uh, we used that structure in Detroit behind Pit Lane. So 500 feet of that. Um, was in Detroit just a couple weeks ago. Um, they certainly have more infrastructure here. Randy and his, you know, High V team have uh, have committed to building more suites here than than we have in Detroit. But yeah, the, those ones that are in turn one here are the same ones that we had in Detroit. 
I remember doing an interview with Randy Edeker last year, and he said one of the things that attracted him about the uh, NTT IndyCar Series is they race in a lot of the markets that Hy-Vee stores are located or in markets where Hy-Vee is expanding to. Do you foresee the day maybe when Hy-Vee might want to increase its involvement across the IndyCar Series? Well, they, they really do a good job already in um, advertising really in all of our race markets. So I know for the, for the season opener in St. Petersburg, for instance, they brought, they bought um, ad spots on local Tampa Bay television down there to advertise their national brands. So they do have some national brands that they advertise in every market that we go to. Um, They do the Corvette you know, win a Corvette promotion that they're doing in every market that we go to. They buy on our national broadcasts uh, across all the markets, obviously, that NBC uh, broadcasts. It's, uh, you know, the entire country. So so they have leaned in uh, nationally already. Now, they are not in certain markets. Detroit's a good example. They're not in Detroit. Um, so, but they still sponsored us there. They had a great signage location in Detroit. So, uh, well, will they lean in further? I don't know, um, but they already lean in uh, a quite a quite a large to a large degree in even markets where they don't have presence. I think one of the things we learned last year from seeing how Hy-Vee did business with Iowa Speedway and with IndyCar was they created a blueprint that other sponsors in the series might want to follow in order to get the return on investment for the activation of their sponsorship dollars. And how valuable do you think that is? Maybe impressing some current sponsors in the series to step up their game a bit. There's no doubt. I mean, I think I think both the sponsors and promoters, you know, our promoters, um, what Hy-Vee has allowed us to do here and, 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 you know, made possible is to step up these events to a level that we hadn't really seen before. And I can tell you from my position with IndyCar as promoter, you know, promoter relations, that all of the promoters took a look at what we did here last year and said, oh, wow, time to, time to step up my promotion game, right? So we've had uh, a lot of new activation across the entire schedule as a result of this race here last year. And we will continue to see that happen. Nashville is a pretty good example of that. You know, they came in 21 online. They started out with some concerts as well, had some great concerts. Um, But, you know, I know for a fact that they stepped up their game a little bit more once they saw what we were doing here in Iowa. And I think that's true of a lot of the other uh, events. They all do a great job, by the way. I mean, we have some really good promoter partners that do a great job in their own markets. Um, But I think it was a really uh, kind of a, 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 a call to all of our sponsors and promoters that, hey, this is this is what's possible out there. So you're heavily involved with IndyCar. You're heavily involved with the Penske Corporation. You are the president of the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix, the president of the Hy-Vee IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa. Last Sunday, before going to Road America, Roger Penske paid a visit to the Milwaukee Mile, appeared at a driver's meeting for one of the stock car races that they were having there, and spoke about how IndyCar does have interest in going to the Milwaukee Mile one day should certain safety requirements and improvements to the facility be met. Looking at the big picture, what you're already doing, what you're involved in, would it have to be a separate promoter that would be involved with that? Or could you see it being brought in as part of the Penske Entertainment group of races that you already are promoting? 
Well, I think we're we're a little ways away from making any determination, number one, whether we're going to go back there, and then number two, if we decide to go back there, what that might look like from a promoter standpoint. Um, certainly anything is on the table. You know, we visit, I was with Roger that day, we visited, um, the place looked great. Um, it's, you know, got a great grandstand set up there. Um, there's some work they need to do, uh, as Roger mentioned publicly. Um, you know, they're working on it and, and we'll see what, what it brings. Um, for us, you know, it's, it's an oval. We, we like ovals. Our cars have always run there and the history of our series at the Milwaukee mile is strong. So again, uh, quite a ways to go there before we, uh, you know, before we determine whether we're going to go back and then, uh, the next step would be determine how we, how we do it. And also, wouldn't there be a spacing problem in terms of you don't want all of your events in the Midwest that are in very close proximity to be scheduled on top of each other? You wouldn't want it to be the week before Road America, and you probably wouldn't want it very close to the Iowa race. So is that also part of the consideration since you are involved in helping put the schedule together? Yeah, the, the schedule is a jigsaw puzzle, and, and, and you know, uh, there are challenges that we have based on TV windows. We have a great television partner in NBC and we get, you know, as you know, majority of our events on broadcast TV, but a lot of times, um, you know, those TV broadcast windows, uh, are determined by NBC and we have to fill that slot. So sometimes we don't have as much say on those windows as, as we would, you know, as you would, if you, you know, uh, had your choice on whatever day or whatever time. So, we don't have complete control over that, but uh, we would certainly want uh, the schedule to make sense if we were ever to determine that we would go back there. But that's true of any any of our races and any part you know of of the schedule. We need to make sure that our promoters are um, are successful, and um, and we 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 want to make sure that we help them do that uh, through uh, what I would call smart scheduling. So. Um, you know, there, and look, the other thing I would say is it's no, it's no secret that we have a lot of races in the Midwest. Uh, we started, you know, our, our world capital, right. Of racing is in Indianapolis. So, uh, we have a very strong following in the Midwest. Um, but we're actively looking at other markets and, uh, you know, it's no secret that we need to get to other markets where we currently don't run. Um, so all of those things are on the table and we'll, we'll balance them out and, uh, and see where it shakes. Could we expect to see a change in the 2024 schedule? Well, I can tell you there's a giant hole in the 2024 schedule because of the Olympics. So, so that alone will predicate some changes in the 2024 schedule. We're going to have to shuffle some things around. Uh, again, going back to the broadcast schedule. Um, and, uh, and quite frankly, we have to look at all of the motorsports, uh, not just the IndyCar schedule, but the NASCAR schedule, right? I mean, we share a weekend with them currently in the Brickyard. And, um, and, and what I mentioned before about smart scheduling, and you don't want to get the, you know, you want to give the promoter the best opportunity to, um, to be successful. That also carries over if they happen to have an, a NASCAR and an IndyCar race uh, at the same track, just maybe not even on the same weekend, right? So you don't want to do a back-to-back NASCAR IndyCar weekend at the same track. So there's a lot of different factors that figure into that. Um, but yeah, 2024 is going to look different just for the simple fact that the Olympics, we have a, a large break in the schedule during the Olympics. But when you look back at the success that you've been able to create here and the potential that exists here at Iowa Speedway, just how exciting of a future does this event have? 
Uh, I think, you know, we, uh, we were just talking to Hy-Vee last week about, you know, what, what next year might look like and what, um, what the future might look like. And, uh, all, all signs point to, you know, a long, long-term, long-term future here for this race and continuing kind of the tradition that we started, uh, with Hy-Vee last year, um, and, uh, continuing to grow it. I mean, it's a great event last year. I think it's going to be a better one this year, and we'll continue to make it better and better. High V IndyCar Race Weekend President Michael Montry. Good luck with this year's High V IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa Speedway. And thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy, presented by High V, where there's a helpful smile in every aisle. Thanks, Bruce. Appreciate it. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy, presented by High V. We want to thank our guest, IndyCar Series Championship leader Alex Pillow of Chip Ganassi Racing, Ed Carpenter and Ryan Hunter-Ray of Ed Carpenter Racing, Graham Rahal of Rahal Letterman Lanigan Racing, and High V IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa Speedway President Michael Montry for joining us on today's podcast. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guest helped make Pit Pass Indy presented by High V your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. And because of our guests and listeners, Pit Pass Indy presented by IV is proud to be the winner of the best podcast by the National Motorsports Press Association. And for all your shopping needs, be sure to visit your local IV where there's a helpful smile in every aisle. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin, and final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.